Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I would like to explore perhaps the most common question that I receive all the time in regards to plant medicine, and that is, what is the attitude in regards to sex from plant medicine, traditional plant medicine? In particular, what is this thing about needing to abstain from all sexual activities? while engaging in this process with plant medicine. The taboo against mixing sexual activities with plant medicine is not unique to plant medicine. It's actually uh, rather common in most spiritual paths. That taboo, in most cases, is not because of a prejudice against sexuality and erotic energy, but it's actually a direct acknowledgement of the power of that energy. Therefore, the mixing of uh, a spiritual path with erotic energy is only something reserved for very advanced spiritual seekers. And in advanced spiritual seekers, what I mean is people who have already integrated all of their, so to speak, lower chakras at the level of survival, at the level of sexuality, at the level of emotions and uh, egocentric drives. A clear example of that is uh, Tantric Buddhism, which is perhaps one of the highest forms of Buddhism and the practice of which is only reserved to very advanced seekers. Personally, in my own work, I do not condone breaking abstinence from sexual activities while engaging with plant medicines because it's really a missing the point. I say missing the point because with the awakening of erotic energy, we oftentimes act them out and react to them rather than honor them as is and take the time to actually feel into that energy, nurture that energy rather than dissipate it. The other point is that, particularly as Westerners, we have a tendency to transfer onto the sexual arena a lot of our own emotional baggage. Sigmund Freud pointed out uh, that our brain has become 
our biggest sexual organ. So in our own sexual relations, we invest those relations with all sorts of projections, of transference, and of judgment. But in most cases, we experience all of these dynamics in a very unconscious way, and we simply act them out as quickly as possible. Now, plant medicine is a healing process, supposedly a healing process where we look at our own dysfunctions, so to speak, so that we can gain greater awareness and eventually come to a place of healing. Now, let's make the example of Uh, we are falling in love with somebody who is a co-participant or a leader in uh, the same healing retreat as ourselves. We tell ourselves that this is a pure feeling, that this is a divine uh, will at work, whereas in reality, most of the time, those feelings are just part of the healing process. By actually acting out those feelings, we're missing the point of actually looking at our own feelings and reactions and taking responsibility for them instead of just taking them at blind face value. Also, if we have a tendency to fall in love with other people as a way of distracting ourselves from, say, for instance, our own deep loneliness and other feelings, then we can easily fall into that sort of distraction during a healing retreat as a way of not actually going deeper inside ourselves. I experienced that myself the very first time I went to the jungle for an ayahuasca retreat in 2004, where I immediately had a crush on another participant. Luckily for me, there was somebody who was just as interested and more active in pursuing this relationship, and I was left empty-handed. I spent, I actually spent the first 48 hours in the jungle just confused and uh, in the midst of an emotional and probably hormonal storm until after 48 hours I told myself, Javier, you did not come all the way here to distract yourself with such a story. It is a familiar story to you and uh, it's a good thing to start exploring it rather than acting it out all over again. The warning against sexual activities does indeed also extend as far as I'm concerned to engaging in romantic relationships, new romantic relationships while on a healing retreat. And that is because 
while on a healing retreat, we are truly in a process, in a process with ourselves. And falling in love with somebody else during a retreat is oftentimes a way not to look inside, but also this falling in love is often veiled or distorted by the fact that we are in such a powerful process, a process that oftentimes takes things up to a whole new level of of an archetypal kind of experience. We feel much more, but oftentimes what we feel is not what is at hand, but very unresolved themes and issues from our very own past. To those who, like me, fell in love with somebody during a healing retreat, my highest recommendation is that we put that connection on hold and pick it up again only three to four weeks after the end of the retreat, when we are a little bit more grounded And at that point, we can see with a little bit more clarity whether we feel it's important for us to continue nurturing this relationship or not. And of course, the same recommendation, even stronger so, is the abstinence from all sexual activities with others or with oneself while on a healing retreat. This rule can be justified in many different ways, but the main justification for that rule is simply by witnessing the fact that for most most people who actually break this rule and have sex with other people, with themselves, or fall in love with somebody else during a retreat, the consequences, at least as far as I've witnessed this far, are always very negative. There seems to be an incompatibility between this process and sexual activities of any kind. Now, of course, we feel something very strongly and oftentimes we tell ourselves this rule does not touch me, does not belong to me and therefore I'm going to do as I feel drawn to do. Oftentimes we do that in a healing retreat by calling on a divine inspiration. This is meant to be, or the medicine told me that this person is the love of my life and I need to have sex with them as soon as possible, regardless of the rules. Well, the breaking of those rules is always bad news. I don't know why, I can't explain it, but I can see the results of it, the consequences of it. And therefore, I observe the rules and I invite the people who work with me to do the same. Most important of all 
is to abstain from any sexual activities, any romantic activities, feelings with the person or the people who are actually leading that healing retreat. The ayahuasquero, the therapist, the whoever. I have seen those relationships to be most toxic and most negative to both the therapist or the plant medicine person and the client. I believe it is healthy for anybody to remind themselves that the therapist, the healer, is that and nothing else. They are not our parents, they're not our friends, they're not our lovers or potential lovers. They are simply people who are taking the responsibility of supporting us in our own healing process and nothing else. And that whatever we may project, whatever we may transfer onto them is not for us to act out, but is for us to explore, to take responsibility for, to remain aware that these people can easily become the screen upon which we can project all sorts of personal stories as well as traumas and wounds. To remind ourselves that we are in a healing process rather than in the process of finding our soulmate or whatever is most important and puts things into what I believe is the right perspective. There may be exceptions, exceptional exceptions to the rule. However, I do not believe that those exceptions are as common as what I witness in the world. On the contrary, most of the time, those who do not observe these simple rules, by the consequences of their actions, what they're doing is they prove the importance and validity of those rules. Another important aspect of erotic energy in uh, the process of healing with plant medicine is actually the experience of sexual healing and the experience of reawakening of powerful sexual energies. Now, these energies, oftentimes we are so used to just acting them out, playing them out. We don't really know what to do with them. And as a result, we often are looking for ways to release those energies rather than honoring them and holding them in our consciousness. It is not uncommon for people to experience in the throes of the medicine, both ayahuasca and San Pedro, very, very strong sexual energies. And 
Oftentimes, one doesn't really know what to do with it. We are in confusion. Oftentimes, we may even feel some guilt in regards to having such feelings. I don't think that that guilt is really necessary at all. If anything, that guilt is just the remnants of old guilts, of old judgments in regards to sexual energy. Oftentimes, those surges of erotic energy, we react to them by wanting to release that energy because we're not used to holding consciously that much sexual energy. We feel a little overwhelmed by it. And therefore, we seek for ways to let that energy escape out of us. Whereas uh, a different approach is to actually hold that energy inside and actually let it circulate through our whole being, letting that energy not stay exclusively connected with our sexual organs, but actually reconnect various parts of our being, our erotic areas with the rest of our body and with all of our bodies and not just leave it as a purely physical energy, which it isn't. Erotic energy is an energy that manifests on many different levels of our being and that expresses itself on a daily basis, most importantly, through our creativity. And I'm not talking here about creativity in an artistic sense, but in the fact that that same energy that on a biological level allows us to procreate on a different level is the same energy that creates our lives as we know it. As a society, we have repressed as best as we could uh, this important energy, this important aspect of who we are. And uh, it's a long road of reclaiming that energy of once again becoming comfortable, becoming friends with this energy. There's also the healing of many wounds connected with our sexuality that prevent us from fully experiencing this energy as the positive, the powerful energy that it is. So it's important if there is such struggle, if in the middle of a healing retreat there are feelings of guilt, of desire, of uh, anything, to rather than acting them out, to simply sit back and start looking at them from the expanded view that plant medicines so skillfully offer to us. Blessings.